Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Inshallah, this uh, Jum'ah reminder serves as a small beneficial reminder in lieu of us being able to attend the Masajid today. Uh, surely, while the doors of the Masajid may be closed, the doors of Allah's Rahmah is open. And all those who seek Allah's Rahmah, Alhamdulillah, now is the time to, to get it. Truly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never takes from the believers, rather He only gives. For surely every difficulty and every hardship indeed is only a challenge and actually an opportunity for us to strengthen our relationship with Him. Uh, but as a quick reminder, don't forget after listening to this reminder, make sure if you're not able to uh, to pray Salatul Jum'ah in your homes with, with other people, that you are able to at least uh, make sure you pray Salatul Duhur on time. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah al-Ladhi hada wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi al-Ladhi nastafa. Khususan ala Sayyidil Rusli wa Khatimil Anbiya'i wa ala alihi wa ashabihi al-Ladhi najtaba. Amma ba'du fa'udhu billahi min ash-shaytani r-rajim. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Ya ayyuha al-Ladhina amanu sta'inu bil-sabri wa-salah. Inna allaha ma'as-sabirin. وقال تعالى ولقد أرسلنا إلى أمم من قبلك فأخذناهم بالبأساء والضراء لعلهم يتضرعون فلولا إذا جاءهم بأسنا تضرعوا ولكن قصت قلوبهم وزين لهم الشيطان ما كانوا يعملون صدق الله العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين we praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has gifted us with the greatest of gifts and that is the gift of our faith that allows us to have a relationship with him and maximize the gift of life such that each and every day that we live brings us closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And indeed from Allah's rahmah upon humanity and in fact one of the greatest gifts that we have is in fact the hardships and the difficulties and the tribulations that we face. Truly, these are gifts from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because they serve two powerful purposes. Number one, the gifts of hardship, the difficulties, the struggles, the pain, the suffering that we face, first and foremost remind us how temporary this life is. They remind us that this life is nothing more than a dream and that we may, we may wake up at any moment. And in fact, death is that time when we wake up from this temporary nature, temporary nature of this life, and we meet our Creator. Unfortunately, we live in a time when most people are in fact heedless of three critical things. They are heedless of where they came from, where they are, and where they are going. And our faith reminds us of these three essential questions. Where did we come from? We did not create ourselves. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks in the Holy Quran, Am khuliqu min ghayri shay'am hum al-khaliqoon. Did, were they created from nothing or did they create themselves? See, in our existence, there's only a few possibilities. Either one, we were created from nothing. And as we know, zero plus zero can never equal one. Or we created ourselves and that is impossible for you have to be alive. Uh, that, that presupposes existence. And we know uh, an object that does not exist cannot bring itself into existence. Or we were created by something else that was created and you cannot have an infinite regress of creators. 
And the final option is that we were created by the uncreated. We were created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, al-hayyul qayyum, the ever-living one who sustains everything and is sustained by nothing. And therefore, by definition, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is one because you can only have one being, one, one being that created everything that sustains everything while being sustained by nothing. And that is why Muslims are believers in true, pure monotheism. We reject any forms of deviance, including uh, believing God as part of a trinity or anything like that, because you can only have one being that is the uncreated creator of everything. You can only have one being that sustains everything while being sustained by nothing. Al-Hayyul Qayyum subhanahu wa ta'ala. So our faith reminds us where we came from, that we, our gift of sight hearing our strength, our abilities, the beauty that we witness, the sunrise and the sunset, all of this has a most powerful, most beautiful creator, the all-knowing one who gave us knowledge, the all-seeing one who gave us the ability to see, the all-hearing one that gave us the ability to hear. Alhamdulillah, our faith reminds us of where we came from and where we are. We are always with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wa ma kuntum. He is with you wherever you are. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees all that we do, hears all that we do, and He is with us. And, and Alhamdulillah, we find strength, we find peace through Him. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, Ya sabri Seek help through prayer, seek help through patience. For verily Allah is with those that are patient. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us on the straight path. And ultimately, our faith reminds us of where we are going. We are all returning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. O human being, you are toiling on a very toilless journey to your Lord and surely you will meet him. That meeting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is inevitable. And yet unfortunately, because of the gifts that Allah gifts us with, because of his blessings, we often forget that meeting with Allah is inevitable. We forget how temporary this dunya is. We become deceived by our wealth. We become deceived by our health. We think we will live forever. We forget that death is guaranteed. And we often forget to prepare for what comes after death. And in that is the gift of hardships and the gifts of difficulties and challenges and sickness is that it reminds us how temporary this dunya is. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks in the Holy Quran, Ya ayyuhal insan ma gharraka bi rabbikal kareem. Oh human being, what makes you forget your most, your most generous Lord? And the answer is within the question. It is Allah's generosity upon us that makes us forget Him. And we know ourselves when things are going too smooth within our life, we forget the need we have for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the difficulties we witness in our time, it simply serves as a reminder that this life is temporary. Surely you will die and they will die. And that our meeting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is inevitable and that we do not try to find peace or happiness through this material world, rather we seek our peace of mind and our tranquility by connecting with our Creator and finding the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through sincere service to His creation. And in that is the second blessing of the hardships that we face. My brothers and sisters, the hardships and the difficulties and the struggles we face in this life, they allow us to do an act of ibadah that even the angels can't do. And that is, it, they allow us to sacrifice 
for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They allow us to give charity. They allow us to struggle for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They allow us to exhibit trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Holy Quran that we will test you We will test you until we know who amongst you will struggle for our sake and who will be patient. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with the patient and he loves the mutawakkirin. He loves those who put their trust in him. So our ability to express trust in Allah and put our reliance on Him alone, which we are able to exhibit when we face hardships and difficulties, that opens the door for us to achieve the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It allows us to perform an act of ibadah that is the key to the love of Allah that even the angels can't do. You see, the angels, they cannot sacrifice for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because they have no needs, no fears, no desires. Um, they themselves have no oppression or injustice amongst them. Um, so there's no need for them to help the poor, the oppressed from amongst them. There's no need for them to give charity. They're unable to do that. They're unable to do the greatest acts of ibadah, which is to sacrifice for the sake of Allah, to give in charity, to put your trust in Allah when times are uncertain. Alhamdulillah, because this world is a world of hardship and difficulty and diminishment, by its nature, we are living within the realm of tribulation. We're living in the realm of temporariness. We're living in a finite realm. And Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, because of that, we are able to offer sacrifice for the sake of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And that is a tremendous gift. So let us maximize this time. And you know, the, the, the amazing thing right now is all the distractions that take us away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our jobs, our careers, all the things that often lead to disobedience, the gatherings where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is being forgotten, where alcohol is served, where there's inappropriate interactions happening between individuals, whether they are restaurants or clubs or bars, where people Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is being forgotten and disobeyed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has overnight shut them down throughout the world. Whatever is getting between you and him, and often it's our wealth, our health, uh, sometimes our education, our jobs, or the, just the frivolous forms of entertainment that make us forget Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has shut it all down around the world. He's forced us into our homes. And indeed, just being forced within our homes, that in and of itself is a gift. The difficulties and the hardships that many of us, especially in the Western world face, that is the dreams. Many people dream to have the hardships that we have, that Alhamdulillah, we're safe and secure within our homes. We have enough to eat. That's a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But this isolation can either be a punishment or a gift depending on how we react to it. And if we react appropriately, in fact, it can be one of the most transformative experiences we go through and tremendously uh, strengthen our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But a side note, first and foremost, is for those of us that were struggling, for those of us that were going to places we shouldn't go, we stop now out of fear of corona, we stopped out of a fear of sickness. Let us, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala removes this sickness from this world and removes these difficulties, let us be sure that we didn't fear corona more than we feared Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if corona stopped us from going to the wrong places, let the fear and the love and the trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when these places open back up, let that let the fear of Allah keep us away from such places where the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is happening. My brothers and sisters, this idea of, of spending time within our homes, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam emphasized that your home should be sufficient for you. And we read in the Holy Quran 
of isolation being both a punishment and we see it also being a tremendous gift. When Samiri was engaged in such rebellious disobedience against Allah and his messenger Musa alayhi salam, his punishment was innaka and misas, that you are to tell people, don't touch me. Don't touch me. That was his punishment. He was punished by being forced to stay away from people and telling everybody, never touch me, never touch me. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, look at your false idols that you worship. Look how we, he had built the golden calf. Look how we burn it and destroy it. And surely overnight we find the false idols that, that um, people worshipped, the wealth, stock market, uh, their jobs, their forms of entertainment burned overnight, destroyed overnight. This is a reminder that we ought to turn back to him. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَقَدْ أَرْسَلْنَا إِلَىٰ أُمَّمٍ مِّنْ قَبْلِكَ We sent two nations before you and we took them through hardships and difficulties. Why? It wasn't to punish them, but لَعَلَّهُمْ يَتَضَرَّعُونَ So that they would humble themselves, that they would remember their weakness and God's greatness, that they would remember how short this life is. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continues, فَلَوْلَا إِذْ جَاءَهُمْ بَأْسُنَا Only when the hardships that we afflicted them uh, if only when they would face such hardships, تضرعوا, they humbled themselves, but their hearts became hard and the devil beautified what they used to do. These difficulties and these hardships serve to humble us and remind us to turn back to Allah and they give us the opportunities to sacrifice for the sake of Allah. And we see both things happening right now. We see those people that We see some people who right now, they prefer others to themselves even when they only have a little food, they're making sure to send some food to their neighbors. They're sharing their resources, they're giving in sadaqah and the charity and the sadaqah you give in difficult times, it is far more rewarded and blessed than the sadaqah you give in regular times. Rasulullah taught us that the best sadaqah you give is the sadaqah you give when you yourself fear poverty. It's the essence of sadaqah, the essence of sacrifice is trading that which is temporary for that which is forever. Whatever hardship we face, whatever difficulty we face, whatever pain and suffering we face, whatever sacrifice we offer for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is temporary, it is only for a little bit, but the reward we get, the pleasure of Allah we get, the love of Allah we get through that temporary of sacrifice is for eternal. This is why this is the winning tijara, the winning trade. The best trade that we can do is trading that which is temporary, that which is worthless, that which is finite with that which is eternal. And that's what our faith calls us to do through sacrificing for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, through giving sadaqah, through being steadfast, through helping the poor, through helping the needy, through achieving the love of the creator by sincerely serving his creation. When Rasulullah sallallahu was asked who is most beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He taught us that the most beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are those that are most beneficial to his creation. That the most beloved deed to the creator is that we enter happiness into the hearts of his creation. That we relieve from them difficulty and hardship. This is our faith my brothers and sisters and these difficulties that we face ultimately give us the opportunity to offer sacrifice for the sake of Allah, to sacrifice that which is temporary for that which is eternal. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us on the straight uh, straight path and allow us to maximize this opportunity. We mentioned the example of Samiri, that for Samiri, his isolation was a punishment. And yet we find in the seerah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, isolation is what opened up the door for great transformation. Rasulullah it was in isolation that he received the Holy Quran. It was in isolation in Ghar Hira where he used to spend 
days and weeks in meditation and prayer until Jibreel was sent to him with the revelation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you can imagine the happiness of Jibreel on that day, the day he's been waiting for when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed to him the holy words of the Quran, the first words of the Quran that were to be revealed to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And we know that there's a very special relationship between Jibreel alayhi salam and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Jibreel alayhi salam being the best of the angels and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa being the best of creation. There's a very special relationship. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam being the final messenger and Jibreel alayhi salam being the ambassador who carries the messages uh, the divine revelations from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the messengers. So you can imagine that excitement. And finally, it was through isolation of uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when he was in his cave that Jibreel came to him and said, Iqra, recite. And then we know the rest was history. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam emerged from that cave of isolation, transformed, and he transformed the world to, to a far better place than it was. He brought us guidance and light to humanity. Likewise, right now, we are in our cave of Ghira. We are in Ghar Hira. We are in that cave of ours. We are in that time of isolation. And the question ultimately is, are we receiving the Quran right now? See, my brothers and sisters, throughout the years previously, we've made many excuses for why we're not growing in our faith. We might have blamed our studies or our work or just that we're too distracted or too tempted by the temptations that are out there. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taken away all those distractions from us right now. And we are stuck in our homes. And while we are in our homes, alhamdulillah, this is a beautiful opportunity to reconnect with the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is light and guidance and healing for us. So let us ensure, my brothers and sisters, that in this time of isolation, we build ourselves. We build ourselves spiritually. We build ourselves intellectually that we will have, inshallah, the power, number one, first and foremost, to connect with our Creator, to really feel that inni qareeb, I am near, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, to feel the nearness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with us and build a strengthening relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And also that when we strengthen ourselves in this period of isolation, we leave the isolation with a, the ability, inshallah, to transform the world for the better, to be that source of rahmah and this mercy that this world desperately needs. And we know that our world is in desperate need of mercy. See, the amazing thing about the virus is it's doing to all of us what we were doing to each other. We were oppressing each other. We were injuring each other. We were forcing different nations into lockdowns and jails and oppression and injustice. And here, coronavirus reminded us that, look, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can send an affliction that doesn't discriminate between any of us, neither on account of race, nor religion, nor wealth, nor status, the rich and the poor, celebrities, it nothing, you know, everyone, subhanAllah, across demographics is getting that. It's a very humbling experience. So it's forced us into this isolation, which inshallah can be our ghar hira, which can be our cave of, of, of reflection and prayer and meditation where we change ourselves so we can change the world for the better. Unfortunately, many of us, because of our jobs, because of our careers, because of the freedom that we had, literally the blessing of being free to be out there in the world, because of that, we started neglecting our salah and neglecting our Quran. So let us make sure that these are the two first two things that inshallah we work on uh, improving while we have this 
period of isolation. Let us be punctual in our salah such that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala removes from us these difficulties and these hardships and we're able to go back about our days and our jobs as we were before, that we are steadfast in our salah. We built that connection with salah. Let us read the Quran consistently and give life to our hearts through the beautiful words of Allah, the creator of the heavens and the earth such that when we are removed from the isolation, we still have that special connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Very quickly, how can we maximize this time of isolation? And how can we remove this isol... Uh, we can, how can we get the rahmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we can eventually leave it? Number one, of course, alhamdulillah, of course we are uh, to, to follow the basic safety and health measures, inshallah, that will be a means of protection while realizing that of course truly only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can heal humanity and can remove this difficulty. We are to follow the means but place our trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Another interesting example in regards to being in a cave is we know Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi taught us the story of three men who were stuck in a cave. They were entered in a cave for shelter and subhanAllah then a huge stone or rock fell over the entrance and they were stuck and they tried to move it, they couldn't move it, and they were stuck in that state. And how did they exit that cave? What did they do to leave that cave? They turned to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and through some of the righteous deeds that they had done in terms of charity, in terms of service others, or even through the righteous deeds they did in terms of leaving sin. Each one of those three prayed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioning some righteous acts that they had done of either doing something good or avoiding something evil. And as each and every one of them prayed, mentioning something good that they had done, the rock moved a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, until finally after the third of them had done his prayer, the rock moved completely. Likewise, as we are stuck in this cave of isolation, let us try to increase the righteous deeds that inshallah will remove the rock that is keeping us in our homes, that will remove the difficulty and the affliction. We will take whatever means we have to take to protect ourselves, but we'll put our trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala answers our prayers. Let us increase in these righteous deeds. One is they will transform ourselves for the better so that when we leave this uh, our quarantine, we have the ability and the strength to change the world for the better sincerely and purely for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But secondly, that through these righteous deeds that we are doing, even while in isolation, Allah will remove the rock that is keeping us all within our homes and allow us to return to life in normalcy. But returning to life in normalcy is only a gift and a blessing if when we return we've carried with us the good qualities we've learned in isolation we've maintained our daily salah just as we've avoided places of masi and disobedience we will continue to avoid these places otherwise if the rock is lifted and we get lost in the dunya again we get negligent within our with our prayers we start going to places of disobedience again then no maybe it was better for us to be stuck in our homes my brothers and sisters Life is a test and it is short. Let us not trade that which is eternal for that which is finite. Rather, we want to make the opposite trade. We want to trade that which is temporary for that which is infinite. We want to, in our time of isolation, build ourselves and help build our community so that when we leave, we can build the world to be far better. How? Again, some very practical goals. Number one, Rasulullah said, He said, avoid the, the sinful things and you will be the most uh, obedient, the most worshipful of people. So while we're in isolation, 
Don't waste it in disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and frivolity. Yes, you can make some time for entertainment, for some fun within the bounds of our deen, but make sure that you stay away from things that you know between you and Allah is disobedient to Him and rather will only increase our difficult situation uh, that, that we are in. Number two, set your daily goals to grow intellectually and spiritually. So obviously we spoke about Salah. Number two, Quran. Build a relationship with the Quran. See, the Quran is, has a sweetness to it. And maybe the reason we're not reading it daily is that we haven't tasted the sweetness of the Quran. So make sure, set some time now that in isolation, read the Quran daily that you taste the sweetness. You will become addicted to the sweetness of the Quran such that even when you're back in your regular schedule, you will be sure never to read the, uh, miss reading the Quran because you love reading it so much. You will be consistent on reading it because you've tasted its sweetness. Set a daily goal. Um, the ideal goal, if you can read Arabic properly, at least is one juz a day. Even make the intention, start memorizing the Qur'an. And this is a beautiful thing. Rasulullah taught us that if you were to start making a daily effort to memorize the Qur'an and you pass away before completing the memorization of the Qur'an, you will still be written amongst those who memorize the Qur'an. And we know the person who memorizes the Qur'an will be told to recite. And for every verse they recite, they will elevate one level in Jannah until, subhanAllah, they may reach the highest level just through their recitation and their practice upon the Holy Qur'an. So make sure you make the in, uh, intention to memorize the Qur'an, even if it's just half an hour a day, an hour a day, something we can all do 20 minutes a day. But if you do that consistently and you're memorizing a little bit every single day, even if you die before perfectly memorizing it, inshallah, you'll be written amongst those who memorize it. So number one, build a connection with the Qur'an. Number two, of course, keep a positive attitude. Recognize, as I was mentioning in the beginning of this talk, that Allah never takes you, only gives every loss as an opportunity. And in fact, it's enough of an opportunity to go through hardship that you are grateful to Allah and through gratitude to Allah in difficult times, you achieve that special love and connection with Allah that even the angels can achieve. Rasulullah taught us a very beautiful hadith that the first people to enter Jannah on the day of judgment, the first people to enter paradise on the day of judgment, and those who will enter paradise without judgment are the grateful ones, those who thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in times of ease and in times of hardship. They will be told to enter Jannah without judgment. The ones who showed gratitude in times of ease and in times of hardship. You show gratitude to Allah in times of ease by helping others, by serving others, by using the comfort Allah has given you to give comfort to those that are less fortunate. You use your, uh, your, your express your gratitude in times of hardship by remaining steadfast, by remaining patient, by remaining grateful and having hope and trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So... Uh, uh, Alhamdulillah, may Allah make us amongst the grateful ones. Number one, your salah. Number two, uh, strengthen your connection with the Quran. Number three, set a daily goal of adhkar that you will do, tasbihat. We know, for example, whoever says subhanAllah wa bihamdi, subhanAllah al-azim, a hundred times in a day, no one earns more blessings and rewards that day except the one who's done more than that. So set some goals that you'll do, subhanAllah, alhamdulillah, la ilaha illallah, Allahu akbar, istighfar, salah al-nabi, especially on this blessed day of Friday. Set some daily goals of those adhkar. Next, Set some goals of daily du'as that you will do. There are some beautiful du'a books from the sunnah that you can invest some time in. Spend some time reciting daily du'as. And then du'as just between you and Allah, even without a book, just communicating as a servant to His most loving, most merciful creator. 
And then also set some time to read some books that will give life to your heart, that will expand your mind, that will increase you in knowledge, and maybe some time for some daily lectures that you can watch. Inshallah, through these things, you can start building your faith, building your, strengthening your faith and your connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that you can fulfill the purpose for which He created you. Remember, you were created with a purpose. As Allah says in the Quran, Inni ja'ilun fil ardi khalifa, I'm creating representatives, a representative on earth. Uh, what's the role of the representative of Allah? And what a great position that is that we are the ambassadors, the representatives, the vicegerent of Allah on earth. It is to do the work he himself wishes to be done in each and every circumstance. That when people are hungry, the servant of Allah feeds them. When people are thirsty, the servant of Allah finds a way to get them water. When people are oppressed, the servant of Allah helps them. So we have to rise to that occasion. We have a noble mission. We are not to be people lost in heedlessness, people who just worship ourselves, our ego, our wealth, who worship temporary dunya as people are lost and ill in a heedless state. We are to be those ambassadors of light and guidance and aid and assistance for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, driven by a genuine love of Allah, that we love Allah so genuinely and so sincerely that we are driven to serve His creation and through our service to His creation that will become a means of guidance for humanity. And that's why I want to compliment. We spoke about building yourself again. Uh, staying away from sins, doing the five daily salah, the holy Quran, the tasbihat, the duas, reading some books, listening to some lectures. But then also don't forget to build your community. Right now people are suffering, people are struggling. And if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you enough to meet your needs, do not forget to give those who are struggling. This is your special opportunity to give the most rewarded of charities and sadaqah at a time of uncertainty and fear that you show your trust in Allah by helping those in need. And don't forget your Muslim institutions as well. A lot of them, for example, they rely on Ramadan for fundraising and this year may not be able to fundraise in Ramadan. So go out of your way to support those institutions that are doing the work of deen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us on the straight path and bless us. If you find this reminder beneficial, mashallah, please share it and let others benefit from from it as well. Alhamdulillah, this test is indeed a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is an opportunity for us to strengthen our connection with Him. It's our opportunity of isolation to receive the Quran within our hearts, within our eyes, with our tongue, it, within our mind. Just as Rasulullah received the Quran when he himself was in isolation, we should be sure to strengthen that connection with the Quran while we are in isolation. This is a gift from Allah. Allah's taken away from us the distraction so we can focus on building our connection with Him, transforming ourselves so that we can have the strength to transform the world for the better. May Allah keep us on the straight path. Stay positive and stay happy and stay grateful. As Allah says, Do not grieve and do not be sad and surely you will rise high and you will be higher up if you are believers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't wish for us to suffer. He doesn't wish for us difficulty, but he's so generous that he puts, allows these situations to happen that we can turn back to him, that we can strengthen our connection with him, that we can trade that which is temporary for that which is infinite. So it is all good. Have a good opinion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you will find good in even the darkest and most difficult of times. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us a people that are driven by his love to strengthen our relationship with him through our personal worship and through our sincere service to others and allow that service to others become a means of guidance for humanity subhana rabbika rabbil asatimi sifun wa salamun ala al-mursaleen walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa sallallahu ala sayyidina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in wa assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh